Yo, monkeys, it's me, P-P-P, the king of Bada Binga, the master of the diamond cutter, the three-time, three-time, three-time world champion. And you, well, you, monkey, you're listening on the S&S Network. Stay tuned or you will feel Big Daddy Cool Diesel slash Kevin Nash. You're listening on the FNS Radio Network. Hey, this is Olympic gold medalist Kurt Angle from TNA. And you're listening on the FNS Radio Network. Oh, it's real. It's damn real. This is Heartbreak Kid Shawn Michaels, Mr. Hall of Fame 2011. And you are listening on SNS Radio Network. See ya. And I wouldn't want to be here. Hey, you listen on the SNS Network, and that's the bottom line. Because Stone Cold said so. The world is listening. Welcome to the Open Book. Your one-stop shop for the latest news in pro wrestling, video gaming, and entertainment. With your host, the sensational sequel, Sean. What? I guess that's his name, Ashley. Three, two, one, go. You're only supposed to blow the bloody doors off! What is up my SNS peeps, and you know who I am. If you don't, my name is Sensational Sequel, Sensational Sean, and you have tuned in to another episode of Open Book. Well, this week's going to be an interesting show because we're actually not going to cover that much, we're not going to cover any wrestling news whatsoever. We have a very special episode, this is going to cover the, um... This is going to cover e- a little bit E3, pre-E3 news, some entertainment news. We got a lot of gaming news to cover, but I do want to preface this entire episode, and I want to say that this episode is dedicated to the military, men and women, no matter what. If you have served in the military, this is our Memorial Day episode. This is all dedicated to you guys, to you ladies, to you, to whoever. I want to thank you very much for what you have done for us, for myself, for my country. I want to thank you, and with that, let me bring on the foreign bastard who got his ass kicked in American Revolution, uh, Ashley, and yes, that is his name. What's yeah. up, man? Apparently, I'm the lead character of Assassin's Creed 3 as the baddie. God. Yes, that is right. <laughs> that is all you. 
I don't know when they did the mocap. If they if they did it when I was asleep, I'm creeped out. But whatever. That sounds like um, Crowley in his sitting room. So, uh, but I digress. Uh, this week, like I said in the preface, we are covering. Uh, well, we're covering pretty much just E3 news. I mean, we've had some stuff already announced. We've had some stuff come out and basically say, hey, guess what? Uh, this is what's going to happen. So we're going to cover a few, a few news stories first before we actually cover E3. So let's jump into it. Ashley, go ahead and kick us off. Okay, we'll start off with the fact that Nintendo were trying to make up to Nintendo 3DS fans with the fact that the new Pokemon Black and White 2, or version 2, is it? I can't remember. Entirely. Uh, it's just, it's basically the sequel, yeah. So it's just Pokemon Black 2, mm-hmm. Pokemon White 2, okay. So instead, they're going to be bringing on two 3DS. It looks to be on the eShop, or augmented reality things. One of them certainly is going to be catching Pokemon using your 3DS camera and pressing the button to release the Pokeball and try and catch it. So that seems like it should work out, considering quite a lot of the augmented reality stuff the 3DS does is pretty cool. I'd say that's one to look forward to. One I'm certainly looking forward to, Jet Set Radio. We already knew that it was coming out and being re-released in some HD fashion, but there's also going to be now be a version for the Vita, which I strongly recommend you to get, especially Sean, because I know he's got one. Because <laughs> Jet Set Radio is just genius. The cell shading, the music soundtrack was brilliant for that game. I'm interested to see if they update it. I'm guessing they will anyway. We've also got... PS3 dated a June date for the Resident Evil Chronicles HD set, which is the Umbrella Chronicles and the Dark Side Chronicles that came out for the Wii, I think, last year and the year before, am I right, Sean? What was the question again, I'm sorry? The Umbrella Chronicles and the Dark Side Chronicles, they came out on the Wii in 09 and 10, was it? Or 10 and 11? Uh, 08, 09, 010, yeah, about that range. Yeah. Around there. So, those of you who were interested in that but didn't have a Wii, if you've got PS3, then I'd say get it because it wasn't actually that bad a game compared to some of the critical stuff that's gone on for the recent Operation Raccoon City, which is a little harsh considering it's not developed by the same, the guys and the studio and everything. We also got news that Inversion is being delayed in Europe till July. Which is strange because it's still coming out in North America this Tuesday. Which is June the 5th. So why are they delaying it just for here? It's unclear. But Sean's going to be rubbing that in my face probably. Not really. I am not looking forward to playing that game at all. No. Oh. To me, it just looks like a bad version of Fracture. And Fracture uh, that's game. pretty much... I mean, Fracture I liked. Fracture wasn't that bad of a game to me. Yeah. But yeah, it's not looking like it's going to be a very interesting game at all. Interesting stats from Xbox Live last week. Minecraft was played more than anything else. 
which is good. Because Call of Duty has finally been beaten. Yay! Uh, interesting tidbit, I will say this, Trey Dog was seen on seen playing uh, Minecraft along with Canadian Horseman and Deadeye. So if you happen to be on and you have Trey Dog as a your, uh, as a friend, go play with him. Oh, sweet. Should be a lot of fun. Then we've got... Now this, when I saw it, kind of got me. And it's Halo 4. Except it's... It's a leak in inverted commas because it seems to be a handheld camera filming somebody in some weird club that seems to be in the middle of a farm in a barn somewhere with a VHS tape, putting it in, playing it, and then you're seeing Halo 4 for about three minutes. If so, this is the most genius viral video ever from 343. Yeah. Which is a possibility. Yeah, when I saw the VHS, I was like, okay, this is going to be interesting to see what it looks like. And then it looked like it was an actual game disc. You couldn't tell it was VHS, which made me wonder, is it digitally changed and everything? Or if it is a VHS, holy shit, that game looks awesome. Now, this is one that shocked me. Apparently the bonuses for the Call of Duty guys have netted Infinity Ward half a billion dollars. <laughs> and of that, over a hundred million has just been off Black Ops. I mean, and that's the first one, not the one upcoming, the first Black Ops two years ago. Damn. You see, there is, there is success with zombies and shooting apparently. If right. you didn't know already, considering every other game seems to have zombies and shooting in now. No doubt Medal of Honor Warfighter, zombie mode. It won't save that game. That game's going to be horrible. <laughs> now, this is an interesting one that I'm covering. Sean seems to be a bit anti it, but I'll go through the full article. Basically, Michael Pactor from Webbush has said that the practice of putting downloadable content on discs to ha- in order to be unlocked is just plain greed on the part of the publishers. He was asked whether on-disc DLC is becoming more preva- prevalent because of increasing development costs or simply because companies want to get more out of consumers. He said, yes, it's plain greed. The answer's that simple. I think DLC has been so successful that publishers are trying to get a jump start, and if you put it on the disc, it allows them to unlock it when they feel like it. A few years ago, we didn't see DLC for typically six months after a game launch, and Red Dead Redemption, but Take-Two kind of pioneered and launched DLC a month after the original title, and it was super successful, so you're seeing a lot more people doing it. Some get it right, some take a long time to get it out. Putting it on the disc allows them to determine the optimal moment to launch it. All DLCs great. Games are getting shorter. DLCs keep all keeping people engaged. It's a profit deal. I don't think it makes much difference how it's delivered. And then he went on to analyse the issue on consumers, saying that players who hack the discs may be entitled to do so since they technically own the disc. This is where this takes a slightly interesting twist. The stuff on the disc some gamers feel entitled to because they bought the disc, so they should have right to anything that's on the disc. And that's a dicey one. 
you do own the disc, and I think theoretically, if you can crack the code on the DLC, you would be allowed to access it without paying. And I'm not even sure that's stealing because you did buy the disc. It's about as close as you can get to legal piracy. Sean, your thoughts on those clients from Pactor? What an idiot. <laughs> Uh, this guy basically has no concept of being a consumer, period. Uh, as, a, as a consumer myself and working in retail at the same time, I am conflicted on both parts because I pay for DLC. The DLC is on the disc. I know that it, it's kind of screwy to me, but at the same time, they were working on this wh- while they were trying to get the game finished. Uh, mm. During an interview that I read a few a few weeks ago, it said that once development of the game is basically finished, you've got groups of developers who are sitting there with nothing to do. Some are told to work on DLC, some are sent to other projects, and some are even laid off. I mean, it's it's a curse of the gaming industry right now. But mm. those guys who are working on the DLC, they can basically go in and put parts of it on the disc in different areas. That way, when the DLC is actually released later on, it's completely finished, but not on the disc. There's pieces of it on the disc itself. That's basically how I see... I mean, that's them working, trying to make sure that as soon as the DLC is launched, it's good to go. There's parts of it on the disc. You don't have to download as much. You're basically unlocking the code for it. It's good to go. And my, my, my opinion, what he's basically saying is they're basically screwing over every single consumer out there. I don't see it like that. And this guy is just one of those that doesn't care what people say. He only likes the sound of his own voice. So, oh my word. Um, whoever this guy is, I mean, I, I apparently I've spoken about him a few times. I don't care anymore. Uh, this guy has basically screwed himself over. He put himself in the corner. Some people may agree with him. I don't. I think having DLC on the disc kind of helps out. But at the same time, it does screw you over a little bit. But it helps you out more so than anything else. It because let's 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 preface something right quick. Uh, I believe a Street Fighter Cross Tekken was the one that had the DLC on the disc. Yes. Um, and how big uh, those downloads that they had were probably maybe a couple megabytes, probably about thirty-four megabytes or something. If that had not been on the disc. Those downloads would have been about 300, 400, 500 megabytes a piece to download. Now, instead of taking up all this space on the hard drive, you have it on disk where you basically unlocked it, you downloaded the codes for it, and you're good to go without wasting too much space. That's perfect for people who have the 20 gigabyte systems, who have the 4 gig systems, who are basically trying to play a little bit but not play too much online. That's my opinion on this. Yeah, I can certainly see the fact that people that don't choose to install the games, it's probably best for them, the fact that this works like that, so yeah, I kind of agree with him to an extent, but I'm kind of on your viewpoint as well, that they might as well do it like that and save your space, even if you've got a big console Next story we've got is Hideo Kojima is going to be serving as producer on Zone of the Enders 3, which is going to apparently feature a real-world live-action style, which will be similar to the Batman and Spider-Man games, 
which I approve of because wait, the open wait. the open world superhero things have been pretty cool. What's his name? Hideo Kojima. There you go. When yes, JJ, I wait, know when, Japanese pronunciations. When the boss gets on me for missaying a name, I'm going to get on my co-host if he if he gets it wrong first. Okay, that's kind of put me off. But next, <laughs> next story is Apple smart TVs. The Apple TV that's being rumored for quite a while is apparently entering production on a trial basis very soon, which kind of intrigues me and also worries me. Whether Apple, if they move in, could usurp everybody just because it's Apple. Because they did it with phones, they did it with MP3s. They also did it with Google Street Cars, taking taking all of your data. Oh, yes. (laughs) You and MindWipe are going to be loving... you, You love that. Conspiracy oh, I'm laughing. It's not I'm absolutely theory. laughing. If, if you fact. don't know what we're talking about, basically Google Street Cars in England were basically determined that they were stealing data from wireless wireless systems. So, yeah. I feel safe. Speaking of the UK and England, we might as well talk about the news. Why do I talk about this? Well, the stuff that's been going on in Syria... There was a news report about it, and they were covering that Amnesty International and the UN Security Council were being brought in to look at it. Well, the logos that they used to represent them, Amnesty International they got right, but the UN logo was actually the logo for the United Nations Space Corps from the Halo series. (laughs) So, BBC the following day had to do an apology saying, yeah, we kind of screwed up. Which was awesome. I love that. Next little story. Turning away from humor into something which looks very interesting. Microsoft is teasing some kind of Xbox Live motocross racer. Which may be using your avatar. So whether this will be something for the holiday season. I'm not sure. But certainly... I don't know if it'll be like Trails Evolution. I don't know if it'll be as good as that, to be quite honest. It won't. Speaking of something that wasn't as good but might get better, Rock Band. Yes, the game series is back, except this time they're doing a Pete Townsend and smashing up the guitars. Probably setting them and doing a Hendrix and setting them on fire, hopefully. Because the new Rock Band Blitz is going back to the old school games of harmonics, namely Frequency and Amplitude, which are two games that I absolutely love in the in the music genre, which isn't that many. How it's going to revolve now is it's going to be the shoulder buttons or your trigger buttons on your consoles instead. Certainly it was, I think, L1, R1 and R2 for frequency or amplitude, it will probably be some kind of combination for Xbox with the left and the right triggers. And There is, like, is the top buttons on the 360 controller? I can't remember. Yeah, there's left yeah. There's left shoulder button, there's right shoulder button, there's left, left trigger, shoulder. and there's right trigger. So it might involve them, but certainly looks very similar to the old-style games. It might be one thing that I would want to get first thing I get 
the new console because I just like to have games that aren't all shoot 'em ups. I want variety, and if this is the way the music genre is going, back to when it was good, rather than let's have a plastic guitar, which is nothing like the real thing. I approve. Also, something I approve of: pricing. PSN seems to be doing a special deal, doing a special deal on ultimate editions of games for PS3. Namely, stuff like Black Ops and Red Dead Redemption and Just Cause 2. There's probably others that I'm missing, but quite a lot of the games that have had digital releases, as long with DLC, PSN seems to be doing a 30% off deal on everything. And if you're on PS Plus, you'll be getting 50% off them which is trying to make them compete with the bricks and mortar retail. Which I think is an interesting move, because prices retail compared to digital are roughly about 30% cheaper. So it looks like the price war is going to start between digital and retail, which will no doubt scare Sean. Eh, I've, that, that war's been going on for a bit. Um, actually, at some point, uh, some... Some retailers are actually taking the online price of items and reducing their price to that. So price matching on yeah. some some of the major uh, retailers like Steam and such have happened. Now, this is an interesting story regarding the Wii U, possibly. At first, a story came out saying that the new Unreal Engine 4 would not be supporting the Wii U. But since then... It's come out that they've yet to declare its strategy for Nintendo's console. So does that mean it's still in development but will be ready possibly at a later point in time? Possibly via console updates, which... How how often do console updates happen with Xboxes and PS3s? About every fortnight? Every month? No, uh, you get a console update uh, almost every season. Okay, so every three months or so. Yes. Okay, sounds about right. But certainly it's something they could put into a Wii U update, certainly. But we've also had a follow-up story to last week. We reported that Big Huge Games was basically getting rid of everybody and in trouble. The word is that the sequel to Kingdoms of Amalur, or Amalur, was actually in pre-production before it got finished and was in advanced talks with the publisher. I wonder if it was EA like last time. But that doesn't matter because they're finished. Nice story as well for those of you who are kind of retro. I don't know if this is retro gaming yet, but the Europe is going to be getting a, a white PSP which is the E1000 model, which I think is going to be the last update to the PSP before... Right, if you want a new handheld, play the Vita. I think the price is somewhere about half the price of a Vita. So for those people that are on a bit of a budget, PSP's, I think, the right way to go because certainly most of the game stores seem to be doing ridiculous deals on PSP games. Because they just want to get rid of them. I think they had Daxter certainly at my local game for about 98 pence. Which is a decent platformer because it's from Naughty Dog. 
we've got some more news from 38 Studios. Apparently, developer fears that they've he's lost fifty million dollars of his personal fortune because the company is now owned by the state, and they're going to take all the money. So, all the money that he's put into it is gone, which is kind of a bad break. But probably should have sorted it out first, to be quite honest. Also, an interesting story, which is refreshing to those people who don't have much room in their houses. There's going to be some special technology that's been developed by Lionhead Studios for you to be able to play with the Kinect while seated. Which I think is refreshing because not many people worldwide, I know mostly in America they do, but worldwide most people don't have a space which is about six foot by six foot square that they can have a Kinect in that follows them about the room, like a robot or something. Like Rob the Robot for the NES. Yeah, I had to do a reference to Rob the Robot, apparently. By the way, if you haven't seen the Muppets new movie that come out, Rob the Robot is in that movie. It's kind yeah. of weird. <laughs> now, this is a trailer that scared me this week. There apparently is a horror game starring a two-year-old child. Hmm? Yeah, you're going to play as a kid in some first-person horror adventure called Among the Sleep. Set to come out sometime later this year. I'm guessing Halloween time, given the content. But yeah, apparently you'll be playing as a toddler. What? Yeah. This intrigues me just about the fact that how they're going to do it. Okay, I just found this on... Okay, uh, Ashley, continue with the story. I'm going to watch the trailer right quick. Okay, my thoughts we're going to get live reactions from Sean <laughs> in a few okay. minutes. But... We've also got announcement of the Xbox 360 Racing Bundle coming up, I think it's sometime next month, which is going to feature a steering wheel as well as a 250 gig console and Forza Motorsport 4. I don't know if it includes the, all the DLC with it. Probably not. Interesting THQ news as well. Bilson has quit as president, and the co-founder of Naughty Dog has been appointed as president as they undergo major leadership restructuring. So, THQ is... seems to be in pretty... not great shape. Oh, I talked about music games earlier. We've got another court case. Except this time, it's Activision taking on No Doubt. Yes, Actually, actually, it's No Doubt taking on Activision. Yeah. Okay, sorry, I'm going back to my trailer what now. Game, what game was this? Was it Guitar Hero? Uh, rock Band. No, it can't be Rock Band because it's EA. It's Guitar Hero, yeah. Yeah. They didn't like the fact that they were included in from, their game. No, from what I read, uh, they signed a contract to allow the developers to use them as uh, as the bands for the No Doubt songs. But the developer didn't tell them that they were going to allow the player to unlock them at the end of the game and use their likeness throughout the entire game. Uh, oh, Stefani, right. Yeah. Gwen Stefani was not too happy with this and basically contacted them and they said, oh, well, so this is what's come of that. That's a lawsuit, basically, yeah. that's drum up from that. This is No Doubt, because that is messed up. You, you play No Doubt songs with No Doubt, that makes sense, but then having, I don't know, 
playing wings or Leonard Skinner or whatever with the group kind of doesn't make a lot of sense because you'd thought they'd just do their own tracks and have it as an unlocked feature in the game. But apparently not. It's never that simple. Nice, fe- nice news for those of you who are wondering where Crisis 2 was on uh, Steam. There's going to be a revised version of the game which has got the all clear and can be put up there and sold there. Because I think this was all part of the whole debacle of Origin having everything. With EA. I never got that. EA being douches in that sense, to be quite honest. More lawsuits dropped. Yay! Yeah, the guy that tried to sue Assassin's Creed for stealing his idea has finally dismissed the charges. But remains the right to reopen the case. Which I don't think he will. Because to be honest, we don't want to see that. Another lawsuit that may drop is myself suing the company whoever made that trailer because yeah. (laughs) This is just to remind you from a few minutes ago, in case you've got short memories. This is is the the trailer for Among the Sleep. This is this is my reaction because I have not seen this. This is the first time I've seen this. What in the world? I mean, it's got a great creepy vibe. Don't get me wrong. Very creepy vibe. <laughs> Looks interesting. I, it, it, it has the possibility. If it was not the fact that it was a toddler, it would have been like a preteen or something. I mean, we could have done a lot more with that. But the fact it's a toddler and it... I mean, it looks creepy. Uh, I mean, that's the only interesting part. It looks creepy. The end of the trailer basically has the entire kitchen coming alive all of a sudden, and basically Tyler freaks out, runs behind the refrigerator, which is just try to eat him. I, I, don't, I don't know. But the whole trailer was in-game footage, so it was creepy. That's the only thing I got. Sorry. The positive thing is, is that what we want from horror games? Yes, that is what we want. I mean, it showed off some good stuff. I mean, it's... The sounds were good. Were good. It, what looked like the crib scooting closer to a light source was pretty cool, too. I mean, but it was actually apparently the uh, the little toddler getting out of the bed. I mean, it was, it was interesting. It was definitely an interesting trailer. And I, uh, I want to see a little bit more before I fully give my opinion on it. But it, it was interesting. Okay. Ooh, there's quite a lot of other. There hasn't been a lot of scary games probably since Silent Hill Three. Uh, Silent Hill is pretty much the last ones that do give out the creepy vibe. Period. Well, some of the last few have been relatively creepy, calm. Right. Probably last... Silent Hill Three or Four for me. In technicality, the last game that basically made me want to not play it anymore was Dead Space. Okay. Some of the parts of Dead Space were just completely... I mean, it was more shock value than anything else, but it was creepy. It was definitely there to make sure that you crapped your pants and didn't want to play the game anymore. Mm-hmm. So. Doom 3 this week got revealed to have a BFG edition, which is going to be coming to PC and also to 316 PS3 in a remastered HD fast along with the first two games as well doom one and two so whether they're going to be i don't think they're being upscaled they're still going to be in their original style but 
it'll be good to be playing Doom 1 on a console if that does get ported over. That does please me. If if it is going to feature that, I'm not entirely sure. Doom 1 has already been put on the console. Uh, Xbox 360 has already has it. Doom 2? Doom 2 is also on the Xbox 360 under the okay. arcade. It's apparent, well, it was on PS3, but it's, it's coming out as part of the package, apparently. Which, for those people that haven't got it, seems like a good deal, because Doom 3, I thought, was not that bad. I know quite a lot of people hated on it. As nearly as much as the movie. But. Oh, great. Here's another story about another lawsuit. This time between Epic Games and Silicon Knights. Except this time, it isn't a lawsuit ending, it's a victory for Epic Games. Yes, the studio that developed Two Human, that brilliant nod game, has to pay $4.5 million in damages to Epic. So that might mean Bioshock comes out early. You never know. <laughs> Basically, how this went was the jury rejected the claim from Dennis Didak that Epic was in breach of their license agreement. And I think that is all the stories from my side. There might be one which I'll tie in to Sean's story, but I will hand it over to Sean. Thanks for that, Ashley. Uh, first story up is, if you have been waiting for Aliens, Colonial Marines... Well, you're going to be waiting a little longer, but the collector's edition has been announced, and so has the GameStop pre-order bonus. Uh, the collector's edition for $100 will include a power loader versus Xenomorph statuette, a USCM dossier containing a mission brief, a schematic of the USS Sephora, a recruitment card, iron-on badges, recon photos, and a USCM graduation certificate. It also comes with some digital goodies, not the least of which is the ability to play as the films Apone, Drake, Hicks, and Hudson. You'll also get Ripley's Flamethrower, additional marine customization options, two bonus, two bonus multiplayer weapons, the Sonic Electromagnet, Electromagnetic Ball Breakers and the Phase Plasma Rifle, and exclusive level, the USCM Academy Firing Range. Pre-ordering the standard edition from GameStop will net you the four bonus characters, customization options, options, and Ripley's flamethrower, but none of the other content. So, I mean, it's completely your decision. The the Xenomorph, excuse me, the Xenomorph versus the pow- power loader statuette looks pretty awesome, and I may be pre-ordering it just for that. That it looks pretty awesome. Does it come with an art book? Uh, not that I see. But one thing that does appear all of a sudden is a collector's edition Xeno Hive, which is Ooh. not anywhere in the description, so that's interesting. Uh, that looks fairly interesting in its own, which it looks like it would contain the statue in itself. If you do plan on pre-ordering this, you need to do it as soon as possible because, well, the, the date that this will be dropping is 2-12-2013. The reason why I tell you if you want to pre-order this now, you need to go do it because just today, we realized that after it being open for two and a half weeks, they have closed out the Loot Chest Collector's Edition of Borderlands 2. The $150 collector set has been already closed out after two weeks of being pre-orderable. So wow. if you planned on pre-ordering it, you've just been screwed over pretty major. <laughs> so it looks like you should have pre-ordered a long time ago. My next story is interesting because I read this and kind of laughed. The Korean government raids a Blizzard 
raised Blizzard over Diablo 3 complaints. You read that correctly. Korean Federal Trade Commission raided Blizzard's sole office on Monday as part of an investigation into consumer claims that Blizzard refused to refund Diablo 3 to eligible Korean players. Basically, with the day one server problems, Korean customers were basically like, we want our money back. Blizzard denied them, citing it was in the sales contract terms. The FTC considered this terms to be disadvantages to players. So basically, they decided, you know what, we're going to come in there and uh, take it on. Take, take care of all, all your stuff. Uh, the funny, There's a joke on the end of this. It's actually pretty hilarious. Joystick did a good job on this one. On that note, on that note, who has a raid tonight? Oh, the Korean government. Right. <laughs> See, that shows you how much Korea of that into PC gaming. It, it does. And they freak out over just the uh, just the first day launch stuff. Then they really need to wake up and smell the coffee. They even have curfews, I think, for kids, which they're only allowed to play at least 12 hours a day because there, there was a story at least of one man who died while playing, I think it was Warcraft, because he mm-hmm. was playing for about 140 hours straight without toilet breaks or food or anything. That was actually somebody who was over 18. So, yeah, that's, uh, it's not just for the kids. It's also for the adults. Yeah, but that's certainly, I know they brought it in for the kids because they knew the adults were going crazy with it. As yeah. well, I know internet so cafes have got limits as well on them. They do, so it's definitely one of those things that I'll have to have to keep an eye on to see what actually comes of that story because Blizzard, Blizzard's basically sh- shaking it off, but Korea is one of the major major countries where a lot of their e-gaming comes out of. So we'll have to see what happens of that. Uh, a few weeks ago, we talked about a domain being purchased for by Avalanche Studios. Or so, turns out Avalanche Studios is working on another game. Not just buying domains for Just Cause 4 before announcing Just Cause 3. Yes, that's a tongue twister. <laughs> uh, basically, Avalanche Studios is working on yet another open-world action game. Uh, it's hiring for multiple projects on both consoles and the next generation, and even two games based on film and comic properties, which are due in 2013 and 2014. Uh, one game that's already been known about is Project Mamba. The fact that uh, Square Enix has picked up some curious domains on top of the publishing of the first two Just Cause games, Avalanche has said publicly it would love to continue working on the franchise. Uh, there's a big rumor that's... Well, well, we'll talk about the rumor in the, uh, the next segment. That's uh, one that you definitely want to hear about. There's a new report come out that Sony had considered a download-only console, but they had thought a little bit better of it. Uh, basically, what this is, is PS3, Sony had planned to make... Okay, this is one that I just read a little bit further into the article as, after I've already read it before. This is a article that we have talked about before. Well, we haven't talked about this article. We've talked about the rumors that have circulated around about stuff like this. Just to let you know now, Sony has rethought their entire stance on that. Um, Basically, the PS3 successor was to be a download-only console devoid of an optical drive. That is no longer the case, however, as Sony's internal... I don't know what that word is. Decided that internet connections the world over are too inconsistent to sufficiently support a console incompatible with traditional physical media. 
relying entirely on some future version of PlayStation Network for the distribution could potentially cripple the console in countries with less developed networking infrastructure. I want to bring up one thing here. There is one console that Sony is not even basically trying not to talk, not, not even not even remember. That console, the PSP Go. One of the worst consoles ever to come out to this generation. Sony <laughs> is basically trying to figure out what where they went wrong. And they basically figured it out by going all digital. Sony, smart decision. Now go smack Microsoft and let them know they need to do the same thing. This little competition needs to continue going. Now, if you've, if you've heard me talk about The Witcher 2, you, you possibly know a little bit about CD Projekt Red. Well, they have a new game coming out, supposedly, and it's going to have some cyberpunk. And it, it's basically a new AAA-style game based on cyberpunk pen and paper game by Mike Pondsmith. Players will build a character from a series of classes, including mercenaries or the cyberpunk standard hacker. Load that character up with tech implants and work through a non-linear story. Uh, a new CD, a new CD project red team made up of Witcher vets is working on the game and staffing up for additional help. There's no release yet, and it seems early in development, so don't go buy yourself a new video card just yet. Also, with that, I think there was a related story to CD Projekt that I think the first Witcher is coming out for consoles as well, for both PS3 and 360. There's a rumor right now that the uh, the first Witcher is coming out for the consoles. They haven't fully announced it yet, but if it is, it's a good decision because a lot of people are looking, trying to play that. Uh, it's one game that people want to play. Mm-hmm. So we'll, we'll have to see. I know that a lot of people are, well, a very few select groups are now complaining about uh, Witcher 2 for some strange reason. Oh, I haven't wrapped my heads around. I, I don't know. It's it's stupid. It's completely horrible decision on their part. But oh well. Uh, Is everybody go, go, complaining about everything? Uh, apparently in this world, somebody's got to complain about something. I complain about Brass Eye every day, but oh well. Nothing ever gets wow. done about it. Oh wait, no Skype message yet. I was waiting on it. Never mind. <laughs> um... A new game was announced by Warner Brothers called Injustice, Gods Among Us. It's a new DC fighting game from NetherRealm. Yes, NetherRealm, the people who made Mortal Kombat. Basically, they have unveiled, which is a superhero fighting game set in the DC Universe. It appears as though something has turned the Earth's greatest heroes into the Earth's deadliest villains, who are now pitted against each other in Mortal Kombat. Yes, they used that term in the article. Spotted characters in the trailer, which has been released, include Batman, Superman, The Flash, Wonder Woman, Harley Quinn, Lex Luthor, and Solomon Grundy. I now need to go find that little quote by Solomon Grundy, because I will not forget that until ever. So in that essence, it's like Lego Batman 2 meets Mortal Kombat versus DC Universe. I think it's more so Mortal Kombat meets DC Universe, but possibly with more blood yeah, that only know was a criticism of the last one. I think this one's going to be M-rated. Um, there are some things. Okay, I do want to say this right quick. If you don't know who Solomon Grundy is, he is someone who has dies, comes back, dies, and comes back. One of the coolest things is the, is the 
the rhyme that he uses in the in the comics, in the, the wherever he is. And it goes like this: Solomon Grundy, born on a Monday, christened on Tuesday, married on Wednesday, took ill on Thursday, grew worse on Friday, died on Saturday, buried on Sunday. That was the end of Solomon Grundy. And yet it repeats constantly. Every he continually continuously repeats. Uh, it's definitely worth the uh, the chance if you can like find the audio version of that. It's very interesting to hear that actually spoken. Uh, but back to the story. Injustice character roster is split into two categories: power characters like Superman and Wonder Woman, and gadget characters like Batman and Harley Quinn. Depending on a, par- a character's class, they'll be able to interact with the environment in different ways. Batman may, may be able to slam Wonder Woman's head into a parked car, for instance, while Wonder Woman is able to slam a parked car into Batman's head. <laughs> Environmental hazards are set up to play a major role in the game, adding a bonus level of strategy to each character matchup. And according to an interview with NetherRealm's Ed Boon, you're really going to want to care where you are and which background with which character. And additionally, the debut trailer actually shows the Flash narrowly avoiding a ma- massive icicle which may be a strong indicator of the presence of either Captain Cold or Mr. Freeze. Injustice will have at least as many fighters as Mortal Kombat, according to the GameSpot. Uh, the trailer is out. If you get a chance to take a look, go ahead. It's I haven't had a chance to see it, but it's going to be. But the title will be dropping on the PS3, the 360, and the Wii U sometime in 2013. Next story is kind of interesting because I, I kind of want to tear this apart a little bit. Assassin's Creed 3 has a massive collector's edition that will be only be available through Ubisoft. This is called the Ubi Workshop Edition. Basically, this includes Assassin's Creed Encyclopedia 2nd Edition, Assassin's Creed 4, Subject 4, a compilation of the graphic novels, The Fall and the Chain, will also include the game. That's it. Three things. That's not a collector's edition, and it costs $100. Yeah. Apparently, yeah, encyclopedia art book. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, basically, the encyclopedia is 500 pages, apparently. Uh, that's the rumor. But the game, the whole thing will cost you $110. Uh, basically, that says that the encyclopedia will run 50 bucks. Each comic is $20 separately. And then you got the game, which is $60. So, yeah, that's $50, $90, $150. $50 off, really, but I don't think I want to buy my game through Ubisoft just so I can get all of that crap. Uh, next story is something that I'm very interested in wanting to hear from the, the, the listeners. I want to hear what they have to say about this. West and Zem... Oh, well, let me say the full name. Jason West and Vince Zempella, the former Infinity Ward heads, have settled their lawsuit with Activision. All parties have reached a settlement in the dispute, the terms of which are strictly confidential, the L.A. Times' Ben Fritz reports. Uh, this lawsuit has been going on since 2010, and they currently, if Wes and Zampella currently work for uh, their own company called Respawn, who is tagged in with EA. All the companies have actually commented on this, but... Basically, this is what it says. Respawn was the first one to issue a report. It says all parties to the litigation have reached a settlement of the dispute, the terms of which are strictly confidential. Activision's report basically came out and said Activision Blizzard Inc. today announced that all parties to the litigation have reached a settlement of the dispute, the terms of which are strictly confidential. 
The company does not believe that the incremental one-time charges related to the settlement will result in a material impact on its GAAP or non-GAAP earnings per share lookout outlook for the current quarter or the calendar year due to stronger-than-expected operating performances in the current quarter. And, of course, EA had to jump in. Activision's refusal to pay their talent and attempt to blame EA were absurd. This settlement is a vindication of Vince and Jason and the rights of creative artists to collect the rewards due for their hard work. Now, two of, three of the two of these are not like the other. Oh, is that three of these are not like the one of these is not like the other? Yeah, EA basically said a little bit too much, I think. So EA, let's rethink what you want to say next time, please. Because <laughs> that's that's definitely not something you want to add in. My next story, I think you have something on too, actually. Uh, this one goes, Dark Soul fans can prepare to die on, on Steam and consoles. The PC version of Dark Souls will be dropping in an edition called Prepare to Die Edition in August. And it will include some pretty interesting expansion stuff, DLC, uh, called Arturus of the Abyss. This DLC will be dropping sometime in the next couple of, uh, actually in this winter, and will be releasing on the Xbox 360 and the PS3, and will cost $15, or 1000 I think, Microsoft points, something like that. But it is good to say that the Prepare to Die edition will be dropping in August. What's your story, Ashley? Related to that, there was a story, I think we talked about a few weeks ago, that saying that Demon Soul servers were going to be shut down by the end of June, of which people were peeved off because I think the original Demon Souls only came out about two years ago roughly yeah. so the the fans on the servers and the forums were really unhappy with this and it seems like that pressure has worked the planned server shutdown in America has been cancelled indefinitely the servers will live on for as long as it goes until they literally have to pull the plug for whatever reason so that's, I'd say, good news because the whole ability of that game to leave messages for other people that play it to possibly double-cross them, like saying nothing in the next room and there's a giant, huge ogre or troll, kind of pisses you off but then goes, I really need to think about what those messages people are leaving. Definitely. And one more story, and we'll actually cover this a little bit more So right now also. WWE 13 has fully been announced and will be going to retail on October 30th. Now, this, I know we talked about THQ a little bit earlier with Ashley's story. I want to jump in this um, because six games are supposed to be launching this fiscal year, ending in March 2013. Uh, with Darksiders 2 set for August 14th, the Saints Row enter the Dominatrix in September. And then we have WWE in October, Company of Heroes 2, Metro Last Light, and South Park early 2013. If THQ goes under at any point during the next couple months, we I will be screwed majorly because I will I will lost my pre-orders for WB13, Company of Heroes 2, Metro Last Light, South Park, and Darksiders 2. Five of those games I will have lost my pre-orders on. And that will tick me off majorly. Um, let's talk a little bit about what WB13 actually is. And for that, I have a new story from Facebook with Jim Slobin. I hope I'm saying that right, brother. Um, basically <laughs> posted in the Facebook group about the Wrestling Observer talking about the following names that have been confirmed for the WWE 13 video game roster. 
this is a rumored finished roster, but we'll have to, we'll, we'll go with it with what it is. If you don't know what WWE 13 is, it's going to cover what can only be called as the Attitude Era. Yeah. Let me bring up my other story, which is on GameRant.com. And basically, the surprise reveal of WWE 13 didn't exactly pan out the way THQ was hoping it would. The trailer was released a little bit earlier than expected. <laughs> it is apparent after watching the teaser trailer for WWE 13 that the folks over at Ukes planned to focus on the Attitude Era, a time period when the Monday Night Wars reached their heights and a point where wrestling was considered to be at its finest. The entire single-player campaign will occur in this renowned, renowned time frame, and fans will have the option of lacing up the boots as one of the eight different purveyors of attitude. And one of those people who you will be able to lace up the boots of is Stone Cold Steve Austin, the only confirmed character for the new single-player mode. This new player, this single-player mode is called Attitude Mode, which is basically taking the place of Road to WrestleMania. WWE 13 is said to have the largest character selection to date for the franchise, but so far, only eight members of the roster have been revealed. WWE 13's poster boy, CM Punk, Sheamus, Chris Jericho, Big Show, Mark Henry will all play the modern-day portion of the roster. While the previously mentioned Stone Cold Steve Austin, as well as The Undertaker and Mankind, will all be played, be playable legends. Another ma major addition is WWE Live, a feature that allows players to trigger a new option called Spectacular Mode. What? These moments occur based, based solely on the characters in play at the time, and can range from whipping an opponent through a steel barricade, yes, you heard that right, to breaking the ring with a superplex. Yes. The, uh, the audio <laughs> has been getting a few updates and is said to increase the authenticity of WWE 13's commentary and crowd interaction. Predator Technology 2.0 will also provide new animations, smoother transitions, and enhanced controls, assuming that a more legit, legitimate WWE experience is had by anyone who plays the game. Uh, they, they then include some pictures of the trailer, which shows one shows Stone Cold Steve Austin stomping a mud hole into Mankind. Uh, another shows Mankind basically about to put the man of a claw on The Undertaker. The third one is Chris Jericho and his jacket standing at the top of the ramp. Another one is Sheamus, uh, yeah, Sheamus spearing, harpooning, however you want to call it, Mark Henry through the barricade, which is pretty awesome, i got to say. And then the last picture of the trailer basically is the ring imploding from Big Show and Mark Henry superplexing each other into the ring. An interesting tidbit on this one is the referee is down, Mark Henry is down, Big Show is trying to get up. This game is looking pretty awesome, and like I said, Jim Slobin posted in the Facebook about a few several people who are supposedly in this game, and I'm going to cover this right quick. And I know Ashley can't bring it up due to the fact of his uh, his computer being an Atari 2600. So I'm going to cover oh, this. Oh, wow. I like Ashley, this. I'm going to Ashley bring, uh, talk a little bit about this, too. Uh, modern Era st Stars with Current Gimmicks, Alberto Del Rio, Big Show, Booker T, Brock Lesnar, Brodus Clay, CM Punk, Chris Jericho, Christian, Cody Rhodes, Daniel Bryan, David Otunga, Dolph Ziggler, Epico, Heath Slater, Punico, Jack Swagger, Jinder Mahal, John Cena, Justin Gabriel, Kane, Kevin Nash, Kofi Kingston, Mark Henry, Primo, R-Truth, Randy Orton, Rey Mysterio, Santino Morella, Seamus Sankara, Ted DiBiase Jr., The Great Khali, The Miz, The Rock, Triple H, Undertaker, Wade Barrett, Zack Ryder, 
Alicia Fox, Beth Phoenix, the Bella Twins, Eve Torres, Kelly Kelly, and Karma. No Laurinaitis. <sighs> Unlockable character, hopefully. <laughs> I'll never unlock them. Attitude Era Stars. Now, th- like I said, this, this whole list is completely rumored. We don't know. We won't know anything until later on this year. So take this with a grain of salt. Take it with a pinch of pepper, whatever you want to take it with. Attitude Era Stars. Steve Austin. The Rock, Triple H, Undertaker, Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart, Eddie Guerrero, Edge and Christian, New Age Outlaws, Road Warriors, LOD, Legion of Doom, X-Pac, Vince McMahon, Shane McMahon, Stephanie McMahon, Mankind, Dude Love, Cactus Jack, Trish Stratus, Lita, Big Show, Kane, Davey Boy Smith, Vader, Mark Henry, Ken Shamrock, Godfather, and the Big Boss Man. There's also a report that notes that WWE Hall of Famer Mike Tyson will be a special playable celebrity character. On that, Vince, I can all but confirm because on the profile page of the eight superstars that are there, if you look at the bit with Stone Cold and look at his description, it does say, see and fight in the ring yourself as the McMahon-Austin feud comes to a head. So that seems to be one of the storylines that in, is in that attitude mode. I would expect that. I mean, if they didn't have that, then pretty much. Yeah, that is the one that kind of built the foundation. Um, I do want to make a comment since I were here already. I do want to say I don't expect Ken Shamrock. Uh, I don't expect X-Pac due to the fact that he has not been confirmed at, at the most yet. Uh, pretty much everybody else on the list I can say I can see in the game. Godfather, they bring him back every now and then so I can see him a little bit. The list looks great, but I'd like to see a few more Attitude Eras. I am very happy if they do get the New Age Outlaws and Legion of Doom Road Warriors in. I want to do a storyline mode with both of them massively bad. Uh, There is a rumor that GM mode may be back, but it may also be WWE Universe mode again. No, we don't know yet. We'll have to find out more. But the big thing is, if you did not know about this, this past Tuesday on Wrestling News Live, they had an interview with IGN editor. Uh, do, you re- do you remember his name, Ashley? Uh, not off the top of my head, no, but it was a brilliant little interview, I will say that. If you If you haven't heard it, catch the archive of it up on the WNL page, because I thought that was a great little interview that covered a heck of a lot, actually, with regards to it. Trying to find this name right quick so I can at least let you guys know because it was like I said it was a very great it was a great interview yeah check it out the interview was actually with Rich George thank you Brassi for uh, letting us know about that did forget I completely apologize to the guys JJ and uh, Trey I mean it was a great interview I just can't remember the name off the top of my head great great interview the guy had written a great article on IGN.com go check it out. Definitely worth the listen because they actually talk a little bit about wrestling. They talk a little bit about the game itself. It covers a few different things. So I think that's all the news stories I have for this first segment. Is there anything else you want to include, Ashley? No, I think everything else is involving something that involves a number between two and four and the letter E. And no, I don't mean ecstasy. That was horrible. Horrible. We're going to cut it out, and we're going to basically give you a break so you can go listen to something pretty cool. Uh, I pulled it off of YouTube. It's a Marine Corps cadence. It's very interesting. Definitely take a listen. It's enjoyable. And we'll, we'll be back in a minute or a few, something like that.
for wrestling radio that entertains and informs? Then make sure you tune in every Monday night at 11.30 p.m. Eastern for the four-time People's Choice Show of the Year, Wrestling News Live, with the Trey Dog and J.J. Sexay, where anything can and usually does happen, exclusively on the SNS Radio Network, www.snsradionetwork.com. See you in chat. Standing ovation here. Let's go to our ring announcer. The following podcast is scheduled to take you back in time. Host ring announcer Sean Beckerman brings you pro wrestling nostalgia featuring classic moments and old school themes. So buckle up and go beyond the bell each and every week on the SNS Radio Network, it's go time! You know, in the world of pro wrestling radio, there's always someone out there who will always try to get under your skin. I want to really drive Andy to the point where he wants to choke me out. Because I'm going to drive him right off the edge of the cliff. They'll always try, but in the end, it always comes down to the truth. That moment when uh, Silent Rage blows the gasket... This match is over. You know, I'm really just a nice guy at heart. But... Don't piss me off, okay? 
I mean, come on. The truth is going to hurt someone. Catch your weekly search for the truth right here on the Pro Wrestling Rewind every Wednesday night, 9 o'clock Eastern, exclusively on the SNS Radio Network. Hey guys, it's Mr. Money on the Mic, JJ, all caps, sexy of the SNS Radio Network. If you're looking for the latest news in professional wrestling and, of course, some of the best columns on the World Wide Web today, visit headlocks2headlines.com. That's headlocks, the number two, headlines.com. It's the official news site of the SNS Radio Network. You should make it your official news site as well. Once again, www.headlocks2headlines.com. covering the pre-E3 coverage, uh, especially some of the videos that have been released that I actually had to watch during our break. Uh, one of them is Star Wars 1313, and I will talk about that uh, in a little bit to cover a few things. But if you're coming back and you know what that song was that brought us in, of course, that was Halo, Halo the... Uh, what's that word, Ashley? Mjolnir. There you go. Yes, bye, Thor. Now please leave. We're done with you for today. That was the that was the Halo remix for that. Uh, very interesting. So we'll have to uh, using that song a lot more probably because I I've actually love absolutely love that song. So we're gonna cover some pre three notes. We're gonna cover a few stories and we're gonna talk a little bit about what we expect. So Ashley, go ahead and kick us off. Right, we've got quite a lot of certainly my stories come from the Sony side of things. One that came out last week is apparently there's a p- patent 
that's been issued by Sony, which apparently stops your game mid-flow to display an advert. And the word is this might be possibly powering the free-to-play PS3 games, such as DC Universe Online, I know that's a Sony game. Possibly Uncharted's multiplayer is free-to-play, I'm not sure. They might do an aspect of it. I'm trying to think. Sean, are there any other Sony multiplayer things at the minute? Other than DC? uh, Just Sony games? Uh, no, but I, I did hear a rumor about what you're talking about. More so, that's to tell people to take breaks. Uh, Sony was hit by some complaints that people weren't taking breaks during their games and stuff like that. So that's what one of the reasons why this is being brought in. Okay. So um, I, I do know they do, are placing it in DC Universe. It has been placed already. Uh, about every 30, 45 to an hour, it'll it'll cut in. Um, usually, it's set by a parental stuff so i mean it's it's definitely interesting that they're they're putting this stuff in now the reason i mention this now is one of the big sony rumors is they're going to announce some sort of cloud gaming partnership with two of the names that are rumored of the two big ones which are on live which only launched last year and gaikai that's been going for a few years which will be you'll be able to stream games on your ps3 through their system and this pattern with the adverts possibly could tie into that as some sort of revenue for on live or gaikai through it so that seems pretty intriguing the other big ps3 well sony news show we should really say is that quantic dream the developers of the fantastic games heavy rain and its predecessor fahrenheit or as it was known in America, the Indigo Prophecy, are going to be revealing their new games. Games in plural, because rumor has it there could be one coming out of the PS3, as well as possibly another one for the Vita, which, considering, the as it was labeled, the Cara video, which I think was just a head, it was, it was basically just a severed head, talking it wasn't like severed head it was just showing off the graphics and whatever and it looked absolutely stunning i don't know if he did you catch that sean uh when was this possibly three or four weeks ago uh no i did not the way i could probably describe it is if you were talking to somebody in front of you it was damn near like that it was that great graphically so whether they can do that on the PS3 or whether this is going to be next gen, we'll have to wait and see. But just from the teaser video that they did showcasing their graphics and everything, that's one of the big things that I'm looking forward to Sony's, which is annoyingly right in the middle of Monday Night Raw. So screw you, Cena. I'm going to be watching somebody probably hack to death because nearly every game so far from Quantic Dream has involved murder. Another interesting tie-in, uh, new Splinter Cell game. Black Black Dawn, I think it is, is rumoured to be on its way. Blacklist. And then be announced. Blacklist, that's it. Black. I think there's something else called Black Dawn, but yeah, Blacklist is apparently coming out. That will probably be showcased at the Ubisoft press conference, I'm guessing, because they 
develop the series. We've also got the Konami show, which has just been put up as we're recording this, but we'll give you all the feedback from that next week during the E3 gaming palooza or whatever, special palooza. My God, where did that come from? But, yeah, with that, certainly two of the big ones that are going to be in there are the Metal Gear Rising Revengeance and the new Castlevanias, both for the 3DS in Aria of Sorrow, I think it is, and Castlevania Lords of Shadow 2. Now, I know some people weren't happy with the Castlevania franchise, but I think what Hideo Kojima did with the rebooting of the franchise kind of improved it because quite a few of the last games were rubbish. The only one that was really good was Dracula X Chronicles, which was a port of a PS1 game to the PSP. Well, it was updated. but We've also got the news that Sony could also reveal a PS3 ebook initiative could also be compatible for the Vita, which is apparently labelled Storyteller. That, I don't know whether that will work, Sony trying to go into ebooks on consoles. I can understand ebooks on tablets and f- smartphones, but on consoles? Surely you just want to watch films or whatever. But we'll see. I'm willing to reserve judgment until... I actually see the press conference and see how crap or how good it is. Speaking of something we'll see, something we won't, sadly, is GTA V. It will not be making any sort of appearance at E3 that they're announcing, which probably means it's going to be on Xbox as the secret main thing or whatever that suddenly brought up at the end like Halo 4 was last year, all of a sudden. Which I, I never really like... Sega have confirmed that Aliens, Colonial Marines, as well as quite a few other games from their franchise, I think Anarchy Reigns as well, among others, will be showcased at E3 on the show floor. And you never know, they might do a deal with one of the big three to showcase. I'd have thought certainly for some sort of... I know they've got the Sonic Racing game, Sonic All-Stars Racing evolved or whatever it's called coming so expect to see a possible tie in there also Final Fantasy you fans out there because there are quite a lot of them the upcoming Final Fantasy versus 13 may no longer be that and may evolve into Final Fantasy 15 because I'd expect Sony to show that if it's a Sony exclusive or certainly be on the show floor because Square Enix, Squaresoft, it's a it's a big one for them. Because Final Fantasy fourteen was arguably a flop. It really didn't suffer well from either reviews or players. It really didn't work. And I f- finally, the one which I'll probably want to get Sean's views on, and no doubt this will be another thing he'll be pissed about, is Battlefield 3. <laughs> Rumour has it that there is going to be a new add-on or a premium. It's, it's a new DLC, but also 
a premium service, kind of similar to Call of Duty Elite. But the fact with this is, it's £35 in the UK, $50 in America. And for this, you get priority to servers, and also you have the ability to reset pretty much all your stats. Sean, your thoughts on that? In all honesty, this is basically EA's way of trying to trying to compete with Elite, which is Activision's Call of Duty subscription service type basis. Uh, this is their only way they're trying to get it because in Elite you get all the map packs. You know, it it it's fifty bucks. Again, just like Elite is, you're getting all the DLC that's coming out. It's an interesting thing because there's a lot of DLC that's dropping for Battlefield 3. But unless they announce more DLC within the next coming weeks, it's not worth it because there's really no kind of DLC that's coming out that's going to make someone like myself who has switched over to Call of Duty, who is now playing Diablo 3, who's going to want to make me come back to Battlefield 3. The only thing that's going to come back is better vehicle combat and better air combat. But nothing is even showing at all that it's going to come back and be better. So, like I said, once they fix that, I'll, I'll come back. But until then, nah. That's probably a fair point. Certainly, some of the issues I've heard quite a lot of my gaming buddies have with not just really Battlefield 3, but quite a lot of the games that are just sick of shooters, to be honest. Because there seems to be too much of an influx at the minute, what with Tom Clancy, and now you've got all the trailers for Medal of Honor, and they're still pushing Battlefield partially, and the Call of Duty, which never ends. So, But anyway, that's my news roundup. General thoughts straight after Sean's bits of news. Uh, the first thing I do want to talk about is, of course... Star Wars 1313. Uh, the trailer was released a few minutes ago, and it's very interesting. Game trailers had a bit of a, a meeting with producers and stuff like that. Basically, what 1313 is, and I'm going to bring up the story from Joystick right quick, it's basically level 1313 on Coruscant. It is a third-person cinematic action game set in level 1313, a ruthless criminal underground deep below the surface of the planet Coruscant. The player will control a deadly bounty hunter as he uses an arsenal of exotic weaponry to hunt down his marks and uncover the truth surrounding a criminal conspiracy. LucasArts says the game will emphasize Star Wars' dark and mature elements and show off a part of the Star Wars mythos that we've always known existed but never had a chance to visit. In other words, it sounds a lot like Force Unleashed games but from the perspective of a bounty hunter instead of a Jedi. They will mm -hmm. have more information about this but one of the kind of key things is a teaser image of the game reveals an original trilogy-era shuttle, which means that this could be placed during the, lat the, the final three films, uh, A New Hope, Empire Strikes Back, and Return of the Jedi. So if that's true, then I will be very happy. But the fact that they haven't announced the Bounty Hunter yet, be it... Boba Fett of some kind, a Fett of any kind, IG-88, or any of the other bounty hunters that are still alive, don't know. 
this is definitely a game that Trey himself was talking about on uh, Tuesday with Rich George from IGN. EA has finally confirmed a game that I'm waiting on, Dead Space 3. And it will debut this week, next week, excuse me, at E3. Apparently, it's the footage is supposed to debut during EA's press conference on Monday, June 4th at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern, which is my time. Uh, they will show the footage off then. It's very interesting. One of the big things is images were released, were leaked, excuse me. And apparently, there are two main characters for this game. One shows Isaac. The other is a, a, another person. Uh, no one knows who this is. but I'm looking forward to Dead Space 3. Dead Space 3 is one of those games I've been waiting on hearing from, and I cannot wait to hear what we're going to hear, hear about this. Something that I know Charles Shane, uh, a member of the SNS co-host, host, crew uh, for Unplugged, is basically jumping in joy uh, and letting the beard kind of run free today. <laughs> He's basically happy about the next Gears of War which graces the Game Informer cover, and a full reveal will be done on Monday. Now, whose press conference is on Monday, I wonder, Ashley? Um, considering the first one is Microsoft, and Gears of War is Microsoft exclusive, I'd say Nintendo. You're fired. <laughs> yes, Monday, during Microsoft's E3 press conference, they will announce the next Gears of War. Now, what this Gears of War can inc can include, no one knows, but there's pictures. The Game Informer cover that is being shown is a person handcuffed being led by two gears, it looks like, and the person handcuffed is rumored to be Marcus Phoenix. The game is rumored to be the prequel to tell you how why Marcus Phoenix was in prison in the first game. This is something that a lot of people have been hoping they would cover, and this is definitely where it looks like they'll be going. So we'll definitely have to see what they're actually going to do. So Monday, unfortunately, I probably won't be, I'll probably be at work during this time, so hopefully I'll get the chance to see it. And something else that no one was expecting early, but this is something they dropped, and this is something you were probably thinking of a few minutes ago, Ashley. Uh, Skyrim's first DLC trailer has been released. It is Dawn Guard, is what it's going to be called. It came out a few days earlier than it was supposed to, and it will be it will cost twenty dollars, sixteen hundred Microsoft points, and will be released on the three sixty first. The dates for the release has not been given yet. It's just saying beyond this summer. But let's just say the trailer is pretty awesome. You have a choice between either joining the vampires. Or the Dawn Guard, who were who were basically facing off against the vampires. At the same time, the vampires were trying to create the Eternal Knights, and they show off a little bit of the Eternal Knights uh, at the end of the trailer. And you show, they show off the Dobokin, uh basically walking towards the camera, his eyes glowing because he is a vampire, and then it cuts out. There's possible rumors that the Eternal Knight will be all game inclusive. Will basically cover the entire game. If you have Internal Night, you'll be basically playing the Internal Night throughout the entire main story. All of the DLC that comes out, everything like that. So, I mean, it's a pretty awesome story. I'm looking forward to seeing what this is going to be. So, I mean, 
we'll have to definitely see. And one big thing is mounted combat will be included in the DLC trailer, in the DLC itself. So I think that's all the store. Oh, wait, look at this. I have attacks. And unfortunately, we don't have the anonymous general managers uh, being here. But apparently, a someone was spotted walking through the crowd at the E3 conference early on with a handcuff briefcase and a couple bodyguards surrounding him. And he happens to be with Microsoft. So could this mean that Microsoft is kind of screwing us over and actually bringing something Xbox next-gen console in? Or could this be something to do with Milo coming back to life? <laughs> is Milo coming back? Is he a zombie? Is he like that guy who ate the face in Florida? I hope not. No, oh, was, was... Consi considering that Peter Molyneux left Microsoft, probably not. No. It has nothing to do with Milo, hopefully. If it does, then I'm afraid. <laughs> I'm very afraid. Uh, but that's all the stories that I have. Uh, is there anything that you want to cover right quick before before we take our next break? Just generally going over the ones Microsoft. I'm expecting to see a heavy push for Halo, probably gameplay. Obviously Call of Duty because Call of Duty always has a good deal with them. Surprises? It's hard to tell what you could get as a surprise with Microsoft this year other than a new console, but if that has been kind of revealed possibly with the whole briefcase, they clearly got something that they want to keep secret. EA? One I'm looking forward to, which we only saw a teaser of last year, was Overstrike, which is the first or third-person shooter from the guys that did Ratchet and Clank, Insomniac. That reminds me what something I'm waiting for, something we saw earlier this year, or late last year with Spike VGAs, was Fortnite from Epic Entertainment, uh, the guys who did Gears of War. So maybe we'll see something from them, hopefully. Is that EA? I'm not sure. Well... Trying to think what you could tie that into. Could be Microsoft, could be PS3, certainly. Ubisoft, obviously the big one there is Assassin's Creed 3. One I forgot to mention on EA was Medal of Honor. They'll be pushing that because they'll be pushing Call of Duty on Activision and Microsoft and whatever. Surprises from Ubisoft? <sighs> That's tough. Again, I don't know what you I could see. Normally with Ubisoft, they do something that's tacky and rubbish. I still remember, I think it was from last year or two years ago, they had that stupid light gun game thing, which was supposed to be for consoles. And then they had that vitality, like the Wii Vitality Sensor, it was something to do with your breathing that controlled the game. Yeah. By measuring your pulse. That was just more weirdness probably from Ubisoft this year. Then again, I secretly want more Rayman, but we know that's coming. Sony, we got The Last of Us. I'd love to see more of The Last Guardian, but I think that's a game that might never even happen, which is a shame because the trailers look so awesome. Even what game? Though, the Last Guardian from Team Ico that did Ico and uh, care less about it myself. I like weird hybrid wolf-eagle <laughs> scientific experiments gone wrong because that's what it looks like. It doesn't look like a normal... Is it, is it a griffin? I don't know what the technical thing is. 
anyway. That I'd like to see. We've obviously got the Quantic Dream expected reveal. Surprises, possibly PS4 and an announced release date. That will be a surprise because nobody's expecting PS4 to actually turn up. If it did, I think people would go, what? Also, if they gave free Vitas out to everybody because it hasn't sold well enough, that would be also surprising. And then Nintendo. Nintendo arguably has got the toughest one because they're the one that's actually got a new console which is coming out this year in the shape of the Wii U, but all the games you've got there. But for Wii, I can't think of what other games are coming out for the well, we got the new Super Mario Brothers possible reboot. Whether that's for Wii and Wii U, I'm not sure. 3DS-wise, Luigi's Mansion 2, I'm looking to hear more of. Probably Pokemon Black and White they will push. And, no doubt, Reggie looking like an idiot on stage, like he normally does. Uh, Reggie, I don't expect Reggie... I Actually, I do expect Reggie to be there. Never mind. With Sony, Kevin Butler. He's supposed to be in PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royal or whatever it's called. Just bring him on stage and just do random stuff. Yeah. Plus, you've got all the games from other companies that aren't having press conferences. The Hitman trailer that just got revealed looks really intriguing as to what goes on with that. Square Enix as well with the Final Fantasy stuff. I know there's one coming out soon for the 3DS. Also, rumours that there's going to be a new Kingdom Hearts. Because there's already one out for the 3DS, but actually a proper Kingdom Hearts 3 or some kind of tie-in. I'm really intrigued to see that. I can't think of any other big publishers that I've missed out. Any big games? Well, I would say Half-Life, but we keep saying that every year and nothing ever happens. Valve said, as said, there will not be anything Half-Life related. So we'll have mm-hmm. to see what actually occurs here. So, I mean, I, I'm i not sure what's going to happen. Valve's good for Valve. Yeah. But looking at that, that is a pretty packed 26, 27 hours. Yeah. It's going to be a good, uh, good E3. It's definitely. I don't have anything else to add. Uh, we'll take our last break. We'll leave you with a little song called Let's Play Skyrim by Himron from uh, YouTube. So check it out. Enjoy. And we'll be back with our entertainment news. Some movies, some whatever we want to talk about, really. See you in a few minutes, guys. Double King, man. Double, double King. I'm the Double King, man. Double, double King. Word. Double King, man. Double, double King. Can't be like me with air in the knee. Everywhere I go, they're like, wait, I know you, I'm the dragonborn, bitch, just tell me where they go to, I got school in my cup, VIP at the Wingate's Giva, hacking dragons up like a butcher with a cleaver, dawns call the fork, more cars to rift in the woods, amid stand these noise won't listen, dragons come back to burn us to a crisp, and I be ripping all these women like a dwarven piston, storm cloaking paper, you silver hand orc, my armor so heavy, your sword like a spork, I rock them scales, claws sharp like nails, got you looking like a snowman with my frosty scales, bitch, bitch, Hey you. Yeah, I'm talking to you. Have you checked out the new Unplugged on Friday nights? Well, if you haven't, make sure you check out 
the new Unplugged Friday Nights with JJ Sexay at 10.30 Eastern Standard Time, 8.30 Mountain Standard Time, where JJ covers Smackdown, video games, and whatever the hell else he feels like. See you in chat. Every Thursday, the SNS Radio Network gets in the ring and starts running the ropes. When I want, okay, I, wa- I caught SmackDown again. I caught, I, she- I skipped Sheffield's gimmick, and I couldn't help but to think that his new gimmick sounds like an Arby's uh, roast beef sandwich. Join Brian Maverick Bertrand and Chris Kelly from HeadlocksHeadlines.com as they talk about every random thing going on within the WWE, TNA, Ring of Honor, and the NorCal Independent scene. Running the Ropes also features interviews with stars from the past. It's me, it's me, it's the D-O-double-G, the road dog Jesse James. Present. What's going on, this is Kazarian. And this is the Fallen Angel Christopher Daniels. And future. Hey guys, it's Rima Fakis. And so much more. So join the guys every week on Running the Ropes right here on the SNS Radio Network. Hey, wrestling fans. Do you want to break from the day-to-day ins and outs of the WWE, TNA, and Ring of Honor? Do you like talk radio that pulls no punches? And do you like your sci-fi and fantasy? Well, tune in to the Elite Force Podcast each and every midweek with Chuck W. And each weekend with William Walkie Walker and Mindwipe. Exclusively on the SNS Radio Network and the Chris Jones Gaming Network. Yeah. This is going to be fun. is up guys and gals and we're back for the third segment it's entertainment segment so we definitely got some news news and stories to cover and we'll talk a little bit about a new show i've been watching so uh let's start it out with go ahead ashley let's hear what you got we'll start off with one that i'd like to follow up on is one that i know that mindweb talks about on facebook i don't know if it was on his personal or on the sns page it was a film called Iron Sky, which I haven't been able to catch yet, but I'll be hopefully watching it over the next day or so, and I might give my thought, quick thoughts on it next week at some point, or the week after, because of E3. But the director, it's, a, it's just a film about Nazis 
basically leading an alien invasion, which is strange in itself. But the director is now apparently working on a film based on the graphic novel I Killed Adolf Hitler. And it's supposed to be set in a weird, dangerous world where contract killers are in every phone book and can be hired to wipe out annoying people, be they be badly behaved relatives, noisy neighbours, or just anybody that gets on their nerves. But when one such assassin is contracted to head back to 1939 to off Hitler, things go wrong. Hitler overpowers his would-be killer and jaunts back to the present where he hides out. So it looks to be like Hitler meets Time Cop, which immediately interests me hugely. Filming's going to start later this year on that. Also starting later this year on, with filming is The World's End, the new film from Edgar Wright and Simon Pegg, Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, dubbed the Cornetto Trilogy because it involves flavours of ice cream. With this one, some more details have come out in an article for Empire magazine. Basically, the plot is going to involve a pub, pub crawl, which is going around bars, or pubs as they're known in Britain, involving Gary King, who will be Simon Pegg's character, and four other friends, including Andy Knight, who is played by Nick Frost, while a cataclysmic, possibly apocalyptic event rages around them. Basically, it's going to be 12 pubs and culminate in the pub dubbed The World's End, but it's interesting to see what they describe the genre of it of, because Shaun of the Dead was rom-zom-com, Hot Furs was a pastiche of buddy cop movies, and The World's End, they're saying, is possibly sci-fi comedy slash social sci-fi, so... Does that mean it's going to be War of the Worlds-esque, possible alien invasion? We'll have to wait and see. It'll be coming out later next year, but as I mentioned before, filming will start later this year. Interesting thing regarding TV series and Hannibal Lecter. NBC's already working on a Hannibal TV series, which we'll be looking at him, but now apparently MGM, for the Lifetime channel... He's going to be doing one based on Clarice, Jodie Foster, Julianne Moore, depending on which Hannibal movies you've seen. If you haven't seen Silence of the Lambs, I pity you. That's a brilliant film. So it'll be interesting to see what happens there and if there is a rating success, whether they're going to have some headline like Hannibal Lecter kills off Clarice finally. And finally, some good news for those of you with Blu-ray players who like aliens who wear red hoodies. Yes, E.T. will be coming to Blu-ray in November, 30 years since it first came out in the cinemas. So, interesting thing I'm intrigued about is what version it's going to be, because I think there's two, possibly three versions. Whether they all get released on the Blu-ray, it'll be cool to see. But that's hitting our way and heading our way. In November. So that is all from me, Sean. I think there's there's one story that's pretty close to home for you. Funny. That's very funny. Uh, as he does make the joke, basically about 20 minutes, maybe an hour down the road, uh, is the filming of a pretty major uh, film. That film happens to be Iron Man 3. And the reason why he brings this up is because there is a story that has been released of showing off the new armor. And it's pretty awesome. The armor is 
where's the the Iron Patriots armor, which is kind of interesting because Norman Osborn in the Dark Avenger storyline, Norman Osborn, yes, the Green Goblin, was the one who wore this armor when he led a group of villain Avengers. So it's very interesting who's actually in this. So uh, you'll have to actually check out the, the pictures. It looks very interesting. The armor looks really good. And yes, I did say it is being filmed right down the road, about an hour down the road in Wilmington, North Carolina. Uh, Robert Downey Jr. is currently there. He's staying in a posh five-star hotel somewhere not in Wilmington. They won't actually say where it is, but I do know he is close by. Uh, a friend of mine is currently on sets, and she sent me a few pictures, but I'm not allowed to release them due to the fact I don't want to get sued. So... That's a very interesting. And one other thing, you know, Ben Kingsley, he's supposed to be in Iron Man 3. Yeah, he's playing a little known part called Mandarin. <laughs> so, yeah, just check that out when you get a chance. It's going to be a very interesting uh, movie, per definitely. A uh, couple quick stories right quick. Uh, Fox has set release dates for several movies. Uh, the first is the sequel to X-Men First Class that will be released on Ju July 18th, 2014 and will go into production early July, uh, early 23, excuse, 2013, excuse me. Uh, there is a new Planet of the Apes film, I believe it's called Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, will be coming out on May 23rd, 2014. Another movie by Fox, Rogue Apocalypse, which is by Steven Spielberg, will be coming out the summer of 2014, which is basically going to be April 25th, 2014. Uh, Independence Day is getting its own 3D release. Uh, ID4 is uh, getting released July 3rd, 2013. The Secret Life of Walter Mitty will open on Christmas Day, December 25th. 2013, which has Ben Stiller and Kristen Wiig. Uh, Walking with Dinosaurs has been moved from October to December 20th, 2013. Also scheduled for 2013 is Peter Jack Percy Jackson and the Sea of Monsters, which is set to release on August 16th, 2013. I'm guessing you had a you wanted to say something here. Um, not entirely understanding that. I'd when it came out over here, most people said it's a poor man's Harry Potter. Clearly, it must have had enough of a box office to suffice a sequel. It's just, it's rare to see a sequel, I think it's four, five years after the first one. Well, the funny thing is, I'm looking at the list of people in this film. Three names come to mind that definitely should not be anywhere near this film. Beyonce Knowles, Johnny Knoxville... Steven Tyler. Oh my god! Yeah. I felt sorry uh, for Pierce Brosnan being in the first one. Pierce Brosnan did a good job in the first one. I liked him. Yeah. A couple of uh, other movie announcements. Disney made a couple of scheduling changes. The Lone Ranger will be releasing on July 3rd, 2013 to go against Independence Day 3D. And Thor's 2 will be launching November 8, 2013. So a lot of movie releases. I mean, if you're looking at any of those movies, there's release dates for Fox. 
Uh, if you were a fan of Titanic at all, I mean, which which is which is pretty good film. I mean, I'll claim it. I enjoyed the film. It will be releasing on a four-disc Blu-ray 3D and Blu-ray combo pack, a four-disc Blu-ray and DVD combo pack, and a two-disc DVD pack. Both Blu-ray sets will also contain a digital copy of the film, and all of this will be released on September 14th, 2012. Uh, they have a picture of the cover of the, the Blu-ray set, and it's the picture of Jack holding, I think his name was Jack. Yeah, King of the World. Yeah, Jack old King of the World. What was the female's name? Do you remember? Oh, God, now you're asking me. I, I know I already have a four-disc set, so I probably won't be grabbing that, but... Oh, was I don't remember the girl's name. Was Something it like that. It has yeah. both of them. It has Leonardo DiCaprio's character and Kate Winslet's character. Uh, basically in the middle of the storm. I'm guessing this is right before the ship goes down. Uh, they're they're kind of close together. So And Leonardo DiCaprio is looking over the side like it's about to go down. So, yeah. Uh, I mean, I'll pick up the four-disc. I definitely will. It's looking very interesting. I'll jump in this one first. A particular Twilight star has shot down rumors that he is up for the role of former tribute Fennec O'Dare in the sequel to Hunger Games Catching Fire. Robert Pattinson advised USA Today that it simply isn't true. I woke up this morning and saw all these things about me being cast in Hunger Games. I was kind of curious for a second, so I called my agent. My agent was like, are you smoking dope? My agent was like, no one's going to offer you that part. I was like, thanks for the reassurance, jerk. Loving words from each percent. <laughs> Happy families. Yes. I guess Robert Pattinson isn't as good of an actor as he thought he was. Oh, wow. Oh, ho, 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 ho. my word. Yes. Robert Pattinson, my name is Sean. My name is Sensational Sequel Sean. I live in North Carolina. Come and find me, buddy. I'll definitely let you know how, how much of an actor, how much of an actor you are. Jerk. Uh, next thing up is Lionsgate is currently looking to adapt some of its feature films into television series. And one of those is one amazing movie called The Expendables. They're looking at putting that into a TV series. Along with that, they're looking at making Red and also Step Up. One of these three things is not like the other. One of these three things is hopefully going to die a horrible death. One of these three things is Step Up, and I hope it doesn't ever come to light. A step up already happened, except it was called Randy Jackson's Best American Dance Crew. So I've got one more news story, and something kind of funny is uh, I just saw Big Bird down the road, and he said he was on his way to Guantanamo Bay. So he wanted me to say hello to everybody, and he will be back in a few in a few months uh, when he's going to fly north for the winter. Apparently, he's taking Crouch Croucho. He's, not, he's taking Elmo. Oscar, he's the he's taking Elmo. Oscar the Grouch. Oscar the Grouch. He's taking Oscar the Grouch and Elmo. Elmo apparently is so annoying that the, the prisoners down there cry at the mere sight of him. So, oh well. Uh, last story is is a little bit of article on IGN. I mean, IGN, I use them for a lot of stuff. So, story comes out, will the Joker be referenced in Dark Knight Rises? Uh, director Christopher Nolan talked to... Talked in a, told Empire uh, that they're not addressing the Joker at all. 
there's something I felt very strong about in terms of my relationship with Heath Ledger and the experience I went through with him on The Dark Knight. I didn't want in any way try and account for a real-life tragedy. That seemed inappropriate to me. We have a, we just have a new set of characters and a continuation of Bruce Wayne's story, not involving the Joker. In, in all honesty, I, I agree with Nolan says, but I do wish we had an ending to the Joker in some form or fashion. Hopefully when they start the whole new series, whatever that new series is going to be, we'll get another Joker. We'll get we'll get a continuation, we'll get an ending. Heath Ledger's passing after the after Dark Knight Rises is one of those things that strikes home hard and kind of screws over a lot of things. So the Dark Knight, sorry if I said something else. Do hope that whatever it is coming up in this next film, Dark Knight Rises, is going to be very interesting. And apparently, there's somebody in the film that I didn't even know about. Raj Al Ghul, Raj Al Ghul will be in Dark Knight Rises. Did not know that. So, can't wait to... Uh, who's playing him? Do you know? I, I believe there's some rumors saying that it could be Liam Neeson in flashbacks, possibly. I was say, is he coming back? I was like, it'd be great if he was. Well, it wouldn't, be, it wouldn't surprise me, considering Ra's al Ghul's character, he could easily come back. Ra's al Ghul is pretty much... And look at that. It is listed on IMDb that he is, in fact, Ra's al Ghul in The Dark Knight Rises. So, And apparently there's a sequel to Taken. Yep. Oh, yeah. It's interesting. Oh, well, close that out. Done with you. But that's all the news stories I have on that. Is there anything else you have, Ashley? No, I think, uh, I think, I think everything is just elementary. That was horrible. That was absolutely horrible. Yeah. You're not, you're not going to get first quality jokes. Yeah. You, you just beat Bronx Alpha Waka Waka. <laughs> dead. Wow, it's not that, uh, not Bronx- that bad, surely. T- take off the Fozzie hat, give it to Ashley. Um, we're going to put the Waka Waka name on a shirt. He's done. He's absolutely done. So, Ashley, since we're done with all the movie talk, and we're on all the entertainment talk, there's a new show I've been watching. And I was very interested in it, and I was kind of caught off guard by the fact that it was only three episodes long. It's called Sherlock, and I know you know of it because it's a UK-based show. Uh-huh. What can you tell me about Sherlock that's not going to spoil anything in season two for me? Oh, well, for those of you who aren't aware of it, I think, where did you catch it, Sean? Was it Netflix? Yes. So it's it's up on your digital on-demand services and whatever. We've got a clip, but before I get to that clip, I'll do a brief explanation. It's Sherlock Holmes in a modern-day retelling. John Watson is a serviceman who's served in the Afghanistan war, who is back in the UK and basically looking for something to do and then chances upon Sherlock they get to know each other um, Sherlock makes some early deductions and in this clip Sherlock explains in meticulous CSI style detail how he knows pretty much every little thing about John Watson's life when I met you for the first time yesterday, I said Afghanistan or Iraq. You looked surprised. Yes, how did you know? I didn't know. I saw. 
Your haircut, the way you hold yourself, says military. But your conversation as you entered the room... A bit different from my day. ...said trained at Bath, so army doctor, obvious. Your face is tanned, but no tan above the wrists. You've been abroad, but not sunbathing. Your lips really bad when you walk, but you don't ask for a chairman. You stand like you've forgotten about it. So it's at least partly psychosomatic. That says the original circumstances of the injury were traumatic. Wounded in action, then. Wounded in action, Suntan, Afghanistan, or Iraq. You said I had a therapist. You've got a psychosomatic limp, of course, you've got a therapist. Then there's your brother. Hmm? Your phone, it's expensive, email-enabled MP3 player. Are you looking for a flat share? You wouldn't waste money on this. It's a gift, then. Scratches, not one. Many over time. It's been in the same pocket as keys and coins. Man sitting next to me wouldn't treat his one luxury item like this, so it's had a previous owner. Next bit's easy, you know it already. The engraving. Harry Watson, clearly a family member who's given you his old phone. Not your father, this is a young man's gadget. Could be a cousin, but you're a war hero who can't find a place to live. Unlikely you've got an extended family, certainly not one you're close to. So, brother, it is. Now, Clara. Who's Clara? Three kisses says it's a romantic attachment. Expense of the phone says wife, not girlfriend. She must have given it to him recently. This model's only six months old. Marriage in trouble then. Six months old, he's just given it away. If she'd left him, he would have kept it. People do sentiment, but no, he wanted rid of it. He left her. He gave the phone to you that says he wants you to stay in touch. You're looking for cheap accommodation, and you're not going to your brother for help. It says you've got problems with him. Maybe you liked his wife, maybe you don't like his drinking. How can you possibly know about the drinking? Shot in the dark. Good one, though. Power connection, tiny little scuff marks around the edge of it. Every night he goes to plug it in to charge, but his hands are shaking. You never see those marks on a sober man's phone, never see a drunks without them. There you go, you see, you were right. I was right. Right about what? The police don't consult amateurs. That was amazing. Do you think so? Of course it was. It was extraordinary. It was quite extraordinary. It's not what people normally say. It's what do people normally say? Piss off. So, it pretty much goes from there... Some interesting stories in the first series, I will say. The second one, the three stories, I can tell you the titles, and you can kind of guess what they're based on from the titles, but I won't give anything away. You've got a scandal in Belgravia, which is based off a scandal in Bohemia, which is the Irene Adler one. For those of you who've seen the Robert Downey Jr. movie, you'll know the character. The Hound of Baskerville, and the Reichenbach Fall. And I honestly think the second season is better than the first. My only gripe is I'm not sure what America is seeing compared to the British broadcasts. Because I know with the first episode, I think, of season two that got broadcast four or five weeks ago on PBS... The show was an hour and a half long, but included 20 to 25 minutes of adverts. Wait, wait. It just broadcasted over there? No, it, w yes. The first episode debuted New Year's Day. Because it just came out on DVD for us. The second season. Yes, but it bro just broadcast in America on PBS about four or five weeks ago. Okay, I was about to say, I was like, the DVD just came out. We've been I've been talking about it with the with my boss at work, so I was about to say. Yeah, it's been on DVD here since about February or March, I'd say. Certainly in the UK, just a few months ahead. But 
when it was shown in the US three or four weeks ago for the first time, because I think it was April or May when it was broadcast, so about a month, the episodes were, as I say, 90 minutes plus 20, 25 minutes of adverts, but in the UK, because it's BBC and it's commercial free, the programs are 88, 89 minutes long which makes me wonder whether the American audience is actually getting the full show. Which Probably I think not. hurts it, because the writing is brilliant. From I mean, who, who is the writer? I mean, sorry to interrupt like that, but who is and, the writer? Uh, Steve Thompson writes one of them, who is the one you won't know. But the other two you will have. Mark Gatiss, who's written a few Doctor Who episodes and is well known for League of Gentlemen and He's a, he's a very horror connoisseur. He did a series over here in the UK looking at the history of horror worldwide, like the 1930s universal horrors and the, the UK films in the 60s, a whole load of stuff on that. And the final writer, the co-creator, along with Mark Gatiss, is a guy called Stephen Moffat. Hey, yeah. Currently is head writer for Doctor Who. So... Let me, let me preface that a little bit by saying that there's a possibility, there's a rumor that there may not be a third season of Sherlock due to the fact of what is going on with the fact that they're about to have a huge episode or a huge season of Doctor Who. I mean, have well, you heard that? Yes, but there is always, considering it's taken two years in between the filming of the first and the filming of the second, but... I think the first series was broadcast in late 2010, and the first, the second one came out early 2012. The interesting fact to know, because there was an interview I heard a few days ago with Stephen Moffat, because he picked up a special award for his writing achievements in both Doctor Who and Sherlock, and they said Martin Freeman and The Hobbit had to be delayed because Martin Freeman was doing Sherlock. <laughs> And also the same with Benedict Cumberbatch. He couldn't go and do whatever he's doing in whatever role he's in in Star Trek 2 because he was doing Sherlock. That is how committed these guys are to it because they know it is that good a show. And they've left it... Oh, nah, that, mm, they've yeah, left you're... some... Yeah, I'm trying to be careful here. They've left it where it could come back for a third season. But at one point during the last episode of Series 2, you'll be wondering how. That's all I'm saying. I've heard a few things. I mean, it's, some people have tried to ruin it for me, which is, no, nah, I'm not happy about that. But To be honest, the thing that I'm talking about in Series 2, I, don't even work, I haven't even worked it out yet. And there's loads of rumors about, but... I'm staying away from it because I'm just going to let it stand. It's a genius piece of drama. If you haven't got it, get the Blu-rays and DVDs because it's worth it. Four and a half hours if you see them back to back. Also, it's intriguing to see with the first, uh, the first season release, you've got the pilot as well, which is an hour-long one. Certainly on the UK release, you've got the hour-long pilot. And it's intriguing to see how they've improved some bits and expanded it to the 90-minute show that it is. Hmm. Okay. So, if you haven't had a chance, 
uh, go check out Sherlock. It's definitely a very interesting show. Uh, it is on Netflix for the American viewers. Uh, second season, like like we were just saying, has come out to DVD. I haven't had a chance. I'm going to wait until Netflix at least gets it. If not, I will try to find it somewhere and pick it up. Um, but Get the discs, because the discs, I think, are going to be the most likely way of you seeing the full unedited versions, because hearing what I heard about the way it was edited down the the Series 2 episode, at least the first one, on quite a few stories that I saw coming through to me on the Newswire on Facebook, I'd try and go for the DVD or Blu-ray version. Well, there you go. There's our, our little talk about uh, Sherlock. Uh, there's our show, pretty much. So thanks, guys, for uh, tuning in. And as I have been saying, I mean, this show was dedicated to all the men and women of the military armed forces, uh, not just in America, but all around the world. I mean, that was prefaced a little bit by the Marine Corps cadence that we had in the uh, the break for the first. And uh, we're going to – I'm going to leave it with a uh, – a song that's definitely proves that definitely meant a lot to me when it first came out. It's called Hero by a band named Skillet. Great song. We used the song of theirs last week for uh, Monster, uh, which was called Monster. Great song there too, but uh, definitely check it out. If you like the band, check them out. Uh, they're, on v- they're on YouTube on their Vivo, but um, go check them out. And, you know, don't forget to check out all the shows on the network. I mean, we've got Wrestling News Live, which is now on its new Tuesday slot, which starts at 9 p.m. Eastern Eastern Daylight Time. Uh, we've got we've got Pro Wrestling yeah. Rewinds every Wednesday at what time? Nine. At nine Eastern. Nine Eastern. We have Unplugged, which is on a bit of a hiatus right now, but it should be coming back in July, uh, which will be every Friday at 10 o'clock, 10:30. And then you have all the podcasts. Uh, what's all the podcasts that we have on the network, Ashley? Uh, podcasts, we've got the Elite Force podcast, both the midweek edition with Chuck W. and the weekend edition with Mindwipe and Walkie, which this weekend is the 200th episode, so looking forward to that. We've got Beyond the Bell with Sean Beckerman, Running the Ropes with Mav and Crelly, and also... You have us. I you think the book. us. Yes. Yeah. I forgot us mainly because we're doing it now, and I'm confused. Yeah. So check out all the shows. I mean, we've got a lot. Check out headlocksheadlines.com. Check out snsradionetwork.com. I mean, come check out all the websites. Come join us in the chat when we're doing Monday Night Raw or Thursday nights Impacts or Friday night Smackdowns. Also, don't forget to check us out every. Pay-per-view Sunday, I mean, TNA pay-per-views, we got Bronx and we got Trey Dog covering all the pay-per-views for TNA. We've got Trey, Rick, Shark, The Boss, JJ Sexay. We've got the 51% owner, Miss Boom Boom Sexay, uh, covering the WWE pay-per-view. So, I mean, check us out. There's always something to listen to on the network. We've got the 24-7 streams. If you're not listening, you're not trying, is what what JJ used to say. So... Check us out, and I believe that's it. Anything before we log off? Uh, other than just advance warning for everybody, if you're expecting anything to do with entertainment, movies, or wrestling next week, you're probably not going to get it because I think we're going to try and dedicate the entire show to just covering all the stuff from E3, possibly. 
Yes, um, a lot of E3 coverage will be happening next week. We will try our best to have some liners. I don't want to promise that because I am not good for it. So uh, stay tuned. We will definitely let you know what's going to go down next week. Um, we have something we are going to be trying also to make the fantasy wrestling a little bit longer. So stay tuned to hear about that also. It's definitely uh, something that's going to change a little bit of what Open Book really is. It's going to bring it back to what I had planned on it being. So with that, he is Ashley. I have the Sensational Sequel, Sensational Sean. And on behalf of the SNS Radio Network, I thank you for listening to the Open Book. I thank you for just being here, period. Thank you, and have a great night. Another kill The countdown begins